0: Salutations and shit, motherfuckers. Welcome to another episode of Travel and Shit, your uh, new favorite podcast about travel. And of course, shit. So uh, I'm your host, D. Carey. And this has been a good fucking time so far. Thank you guys for uh, really rocking with the kid. I appreciate you guys, um, you guys listening. I can see the stats I can see the cities I can see the countries and it warms my already warm because I'm a loving loving person uh, my heart so I really appreciate you guys and um, I'm hoping that you all will continue to listen and continue to travel and um, blah 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 with the kid I heads up we'll have a remote episode for you next week that's going to be fun I guess I'll let it be a surprise to see where it's going to be from so uh tune in if you will but uh yeah so this week enough of just me I've got a guest yay for guests okay guests I like to uh let my guests introduce themselves because you know yourself better than I know you go for it girl
1: I think I know myself better than most people I would hope. (laughs) My name is Gabby, and I'm a travel blogger at Paxlight.com and obviously Paxlight on IG.
0: Yes. So welcome. 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 Thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. Uh, We've had this in the works for a while, and I'm glad we can actually sit and do this. This is a... For you guys listening in on the podcast, we're doing this remotely. So, Gabby, you live in Maryland, I think? I live in Northern Virginia. Okay. And I'm in New York. And we were trying to coordinate schedules when you would be up here, and it just this seemed to be like a a nice split in the middle. So thank you for being patient with me, the technical issues and the scheduling. And I, first of all, love your blog. So there are a lot of blogs that aren't, you know what it is that I really like about not just your blog, but your, uh, your account and your brand in general is that it's very cohesive. Everything flows together nicely and you do the work for the reader. Or the consumer, if you will, because you can consume content, you know, without just reading. So when you go to the website and you're finished reading an actual like post, you've got your call to actions there at the bottom, but they're not like janky call to actions. You know what I mean? It's just like, <laughs> okay, so here's some follow through. If you fuck with this, like here now you can go here, and this is where there's more information about X or R or B or whatever. And um, as a reader or as a content consumer it's appreciated so thank you for that keep up the great work your content is great i do appreciate it as a traveler and um yeah you're you're up That's there
1: like the with best compliment oh. I, mm-hmm. I like write for myself which mm-hmm. is probably selfishly but like no i get I that be able to finish a blog post and not be like oh i where's the link to that why didn't she like that why didn't what is she talking about i have to go google like and I want it wants to be so easy mm-hmm. i want it to be effortless I,
0: and it is I so thank you for that the information is there I even was able to search what I was looking for because I had mentioned to you I was going someplace where you recently were and I was anxiously awaiting that that content and then when you told me it was there I was able to go there and go straight to what I was looking for and that is that speaks volumes volumes because a lot of places will have so much shit for you to be interested in but then it they make it like difficult for you to get to all of this stuff so yeah big plus big plus thank you so much for that Accessibility. yes no thanks um so you're a travel blogger how did you get into not just well how did you get into traveling let's start there let's connect the dots um
1: hmm. uh, so i'm in part of a military family my dad um was a marine uh, my daddy was a marine, was a marine oh what so you know the deal then no we
0: didn't travel he was like military for a short stint and then he found that easy way out so (laughs) i love you daddy at least
1: (laughs) so yeah i moved around a lot as a kid um lived in japan moved back so that and then my mom was also a travel agent so it's just kind of it was casual it was Mm -hmm. part of breathing and living so i didn't realize the privilege that i had to live in that lifestyle until I was older. And people were like, I've never left X, Y, Z town. Mm-hmm. How, why do you know what that is? Right. So it's it was very interesting adjustment as a child to
0: not travel. So how, and hmm, it's int- not interesting, but it's nice that that actually fostered a love of travel and an, an enjoyment for travel because I can, I feel like I've seen it happen also where people start to resent traveling. <laughs> because they travel a lot as a kid. Like I've heard people that had um, like a lot of, like did you go to a lot of different schools or were you pretty much set in where you were?
1: Oh no, I think I went to six, uh, six elementary and middle schools.
0: Oh, I that's a lot. High
1: school, so I was out there.
0: Okay, cause I can see how that would breed like a bit of a disdain or an animosity towards traveling as well. Whereas some might like me, we only went to like Jersey when I was a kid, like that was our family vacation. My grandparents had a timeshare there, so we would do that every year. So for me, it was just like traveling, there's so much to see, I can't wait to be able to do it. But then on the opposite end, I could see how somebody might be like, fuck this. Like I wanna just stay in one place for 10 years and see what that's like.
1: It's interesting that you said that because that's actually true. Cause I remember living in Japan and I remember th- having the thought like, who wouldn't want to live on an island? I was so ungrateful. Mm. I was like, there is water everywhere. You can't drive anywhere. It's literally an island. There's beach. It's hot all year round. I was so ungrateful. And I remember being like, I can't wait to move back to the States where there's snow and we can go skiing like everybody else. And then I moved back and I was like, fuck this. <laughs> snow girl. Like why were, why were you, we hate the cold. Why would we complaining? and you know so as i grew up i'm like i want to be one of those kids who was friends for like 15 years
0: Mm. and
1: then you know i saw it and i was like actually i don't want that i think i was just complaining because i was a kid
0: so right how what i hated turned into exactly what i loved as i grew older so how did you get into blogging about your travels
1: that's interesting i think i've always loved writing i remember writing like poems and like entering my writing into contests when i was in elementary and middle school and i just didn't think anything of it like i've always been a talker so Mm -hmm. i was like writing is easy i didn't start a blog until high school when one of my friends was started getting featured in um her campus i don't know if you've heard that her campus and then she got featured in like 17 magazine she was writing so i was like oh so you can talk and people listen for money okay so i just started googling it and then i got into it and i found out other people were doing it i was like oh other travel bloggers wow let me and then i was like oh it's actually very common it's a casual thing so now
0: there's a community for it so what if i wouldn't say i would okay so i would say how would you categorize the your tone or your voice like what type of travel do you discuss or what aspect or area of travel like how would you describe what it is you do to the world
1: um I would say my like niche is um, young so I kind of try to cater to like 18 to 26 year olds like the Mm -hmm. early 20s crowd and um i would say i try to do once in a lifetime travel i think i'm leaning more towards that recently um i just noticed that about myself when i go somewhere i don't like to do the normal 10 top 10 things like top 10 things to do in madrid it's just not my style so <laughs> i try to find the road lesser travel that's very cliche and annoying but that's what i like to do so i think i'm focusing more on that recently so like adventure travel once in a lifetime travel which is usually adventurous, like jump off that cliff it's gonna be fun and then for young people so
0: okay that's fine. now do you generally because I'm a solo traveler do you travel by yourself or do you travel like with groups
1: uh I love to travel by myself if I do travel with other people it'll be one or two or maybe three max um or I'll travel by myself and meet someone who lives there and like spend a trip with them so technically it's like two or three of us but uh, I would rather be by myself than with a big group. I don't think I've ever traveled with a group bigger than my family, which was like five, and even that was pushing it.
0: Yeah, same, <laughs> I prefer by myself. I've gone on trips with other people and that solidified that whole, no, we like it by ourselves. Yeah. No question, do you live by yourself? Um, right now I live with a roommate. Uh-oh. Cause I feel like that's part of like why I, enjoy traveling by myself is because i'm so used to doing everything by myself like i remember my the trip i took with my mom was like the first time that i had to kind of uh, not i don't say accommodate but even consider someone else's wants or needs it's like oh so wait are you hungry now or like can you wait two hours cause, you know, sunset's gonna be really nice so we could go do this. Oh, so, okay, so do you want Chinese? Do you want, do you want like French? Do you, and it was, it was my mom. So it's kinda like, all right, fine, you do it, you know? But at the same time, it was, that was like a real clicking moment for me when I realized other people are here it's not about just what you want to do and then it's how do you want to spend the rest of the day is this something you're interested in? and then it's like it's my fucking mom so it's like oh she might be watching i don't know or listening and so i know she's gonna listen at some point hey ma um, i think she likes to listen on set on saturdays when she's at work so um it was one of those do you are you interested in doing this or okay so if we book spa days together I know you're a little iffy with facials now. Oh, so now I can't do it because what are you going to do for that hour while I'm getting a facial kind of thing? So for me, solo travel, definitely the way to go because I can be selfish. And when it's you're on vacation, it's like you kind of want to do everything it is that you want to do. You want to experience it so it's fullest. And I, for me, it just works out best when I can be selfish. So it is what I it
1: is. I do think it's like a certain personality that likes to travel by themselves hmm. because there are... Are people who be i don't know there are people who are uncomfortable with themselves i think and not like in a deep way it just like it's yeah quiet. like i need to hear voices they like a commotion and they like that they like mm-hmm. that energy and i'm just a person who uh i don't know i'm introverted i guess so i can go to a cafe and sit and like people watch or be on my phone or read a book and not feel like Oh my God, everyone's staring at me like, what do
0: I do? Same. I don't care. I get that re-energized being by myself, whereas I know people that are like, oh, I'm feeling kind of down. You know what? Let me go out. Let me go see my friends. So Let's have an outing party. and that do stuff. People. I'm like, it's the opposite for me. Like, that takes... That's from, from, There we go. See? Uh, maybe that's the solo traveler vibe because it's like, I am like, in my own little corner, in my <laughs> own little chair. But you know, it's also funny how we're like
1: selfish and we like to travel by ourselves, but also when i do travel with someone else like you with your mom i am like the tour guide like i have to accommodate the like i'm like i'm hungry they're like i'm not that hungry i'm like we don't have to eat Mm -hmm. like i'm so quick to sacrifice my trip for the rest of the group that's why i don't want to travel with y'all because i'm selfless. yeah yeah it's
0: just okay so what do you want to do cool it's like it just squashes all arguments just we're gonna do what you want to do exactly and i'm like wait that was a bad turn right so (laughs) in When it comes to your blog, how did you make a business out of this? Because I've had a blog before, right? And I just write, write, write my little heart out. And I would write, 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 write. write. But it was just the musings of me. It was like a digital diary, if you will. For someone that's interested in having travel be more than just a passion, what kind of advice would you give them?
1: I would say starting out... um I mean, sorry, like Google's always your friend. People always give their advice and you're like, okay, mm-hmm. that's a, that's like a very awful, like vague comment. But I would, I mean, I just start to ask questions like how to get paid being a blogger. Like what is an affiliate link? And that's where people actually usually start is affiliate link. So mm-hmm. probably the first dollar I made blogging was for, um, Amazon, Amazon affiliates is pretty common. Like if you use the same hairbrush whenever you travel, because it's, like flips in half and is travel size and like fits in your back pocket, all this stuff. And you love it. If you use it, someone else would probably love it too. And Mm -hmm. if people are asking you about it, why don't you just, if you already have it in a blog post, like, Hey, I love this brush. Just put a link there. And then maybe someone will click on it. Like, uh, the most passive and kind of effortless, ways to make money are through affiliate links because if you're talking about something already it just turns the word from black to blue and someone may pay you for it so right. i would be starting with affiliate links and then from there it's like every blogger has their own niche so some bloggers start writing everyone usually starts writing and then they're like oh shit my, my photography is is where i love it my videography is where i love it like Writing, freelance writing. So from there, you branch off and you have to do your own research into your own like Mm -hmm. skills and niche. Um, But yeah, everyone starts off writing, I feel like. So affiliate links are a pretty fast way to, to start.
0: Now, one of the things I remember you mentioning, I don't know if I'd seen it in a post and your posts are really informative as well on Instagram, by the way. So a lot of people will... Let me rephrase that. So there is a certain. Hmm, words, words, <laughs> words mean things. You know how there's a certain I don't want to say like Instagram model or because that's not exactly what I'm thinking of. But you can go to a number of different accounts and find these beautiful people with great travel pictures and they're they're incredible. And they're like, I went here and it's just like this come to Jesus moment. Great. But it's like, you can get that same great photo on your account and then get usable information. You know what I mean? Where it's not like there are people that travel and it's just them presenting themselves and presenting their travels to the world. Whereas I appreciate where You can have that same visual in terms of, hey, this is a great travel photo, but here's great travel info as well. So I think that there was a I don't know if it was a post or a blog, but you had mentioned something about insurance, like travel insurance. And I was just like, yo, I got to get talk to her about this. Like, please enlighten me. Travel insurance
1: yeah and so i try to do that with my platform and like you said it's so easy just to kind of take a photo and be like put like a drake quote underneath it and be like i'm cute thanks right Uh, but that's not my goal in doing this i'm not doing it to get likes and to be for people to tell me i'm pretty and validate me Uh, i'm doing it to provide information so every post whether it's to make someone laugh or to make someone buy travel insurance is supposed to add value, and that's something I want every piece, everything I do if I put effort into it, I don't want it just to be for for waste. I'm not going to throw stuff into the wind. it should be to add value um, in terms of that travel insurance post, I love that um, so I when I was living in Dubai, I had to have travel insurance to be studying there. Like my school required it. And I was like, wow, I'm poor, though. So <laughs> how can I have affordable travel insurance? And where do I start? There's like 100 companies out there. And then I've heard horror stories about them. I'm like, where? Uh, like, how do I even start? So basically, um, I ended up finding that travel insurance called ISIC. I-S-I-C, that's it. You can Google it. Um, and <laughs> and they are geared towards millennial travelers. So if you're, I think, 16 to 30, you can have this travel insurance. It's really cool. And then I think I have the adventure package. So it's like, if the, sorry to say this, so, so it sounds kind of weird, but if I like died or like all my limbs got chopped off when I was abroad, they could basically send my body back. It's like a very good travel insurance. It's very comprehensive health wise. Your and parents can have you back. <laughs> <laughs> but I love it. I mean, I'm doing really just in case. I want right. And back. Don't leave my leg behind. Um, <laughs> no leg left behind. Right. So, uh, it's very comprehensive for like a hundred bucks. I got the most expensive one. So there's one that there for 20 bucks that if you lose your bags, they'll help you. So basically it's like they have every tier and it's pretty cheap, a hundred bucks a year for, oh, for year. Okay. comprehensive insurance. So I found it and I was like, I love them for the, for the, for the young people like' for the people. So now I am a, um, affiliate for them. So okay. if you look on my blog, you'll find a post about them and everything about insurance.
0: So the difference between travel insurance, and like i guess health insurance or medical insurance are they are they the same or is it that they because i know that in some countries i don't want to say you don't like need insurance i'm doing an air quote here need insurance but like i'd spoken to a young lady uh black digital nomad a couple weeks ago and she was saying that um hey morocco with you i met him in morocco he was so cool um the healthcare is so much cheaper in so many other countries as compared yeah. to the United States that one of the I think she was saying we just paid cash. Like when we would go to the doctor or if we needed something done, it was just like it was like thirty dollars for like a full blood panel or whatever. So is it that the travel insurance covers that for you or is it that they cover something, you know, like larger
1: so this is where travel insurance, like any insurance can be annoying. number one, it is different from regular health insurance in that usually it, um, uh, well, I guess this part isn't different, but if you can buy a policy, so I'll buy a travel insurance policy to last one year. Mm-hmm. I feel like if I buy health insurance, it's kind of like a recycling thing. Like you pay like, a, it's kind of like a subscription. Right. Uh, but I can buy one year of travel insurance, it'd be fine. Um, and then to her point, I, where she's coming from and a lot of people don't have travel insurance. They, you can go to cheaper countries like Thailand and if you break your leg it'll be like 50 bucks to get it tied up and like really cared for medically and I understand that. Um, so the great thing with travel insurance though is you buy a one year policy and it'll cover all my trips within that year though. So I may go to Thailand and break my leg. Then I may go to Sweden where health insurance is very like expensive again and I break my leg there, it's going to be $200,000 instead of 200 like it was in Thailand so mm-hmm. uh, insurance is really just a cushion um, and I think there are things that travel insurance covers that people don't realize so if I lose my bag like if my bag is sent to Milan instead of Rome mm-hmm. there will be like a policy that states you get like 600 bucks for every bag that you lost and they'll just give you okay. a lump sum of 600 bucks so if I'm cheap like I am I only have stuff from Ross and right. Actually,
0: what, what <laughs> your bag? whole bag is, is worth two fifty. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so why would I not have that policy? You know, if I right. didn't have that policy, oh I'll just pay cash. Okay, well you gotta go buy all your clothes again or you gotta be naked in Italy. So mm-hmm. for me it's a good cushion to have and I always say if you can't afford to travel, you can't afford or if you can't afford travel insurance, you can't afford to travel because I mean, like you saw on um, the post about travel insurance, it can be twenty bucks. You don't have twenty bucks? You can't afford travel and just have mm-hmm. 20 bucks to for just in case. If yeah. you lose your baggage, if your flights delayed, they can give you enough money for hotel and food while you're at the airport. Like there are things I think it's, There's I think it's more to,
0: to it, it than just getting hurt. Basically.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's just kind of like, why wouldn't you just pay 20 bucks
0: okay. one time a year
1: instead of worrying about it? Yeah,
0: that's actually good to know. So I have to find uh, one for a more mature crowd, if you
1: will. <laughs> ones out there i can there's dear eileen always um uh, pumps up this travel insurance she uses i would recommend looking at her page because she is out of the ISIC range but she always loves to try. i think she pays like 40
0: bucks too okay and she loves it so. even for yeah. the whole like if i'm delayed if my bag gets lost from in my mind that's worth $40 a year like because yeah. you paid the once and you forget about it you put it on a credit card, I mean, card I'm that you're not really go. I'm, like
1: change my flight so I can get the money like <laughs> <laughs> like
0: see. you agreed to it like yes 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 right, I will exactly. I'm, like, I'll, I'll take don't, that I'm
1: gonna be okay like the yeah, only thing is it's annoying so you do I think for most policies you pay for yourself up front and then you have to file a claim with the insurance later mm-hmm. so You just have to document everything. And I found this out in Columbia when our hotel got canceled and it was New Year's Eve, like literally New Year's Eve fireworks are about to go off and we didn't have a hotel. And I'm like, "Uh, y'all can't cancel the hotel. They're like, we already did get out. Uh, It was good to have. So we paid for a $500 a night hotel because that's all they had. And then we got reimbursed for it later. So just keep your receipts for
0: everything y'all. Okay. So in terms of your travels, where like, let us know where you've gone. Like, what is it about traveling that keeps you hopping on the next flight? Mm.
1: Um, I've been to 28 countries. Mm, nice. So it's a long list. I'll say the first three countries I ever went to were France, Sweden and Germany with my parents. And the last three countries I went to were oh god Colombia for New Year's Eve and Japan and probably where are I go right before that I don't even know Uh, probably the Netherlands and I'm going to Mexico this coming weekend and um, what keeps me on the next flight it's really like crack like it's like (laughs) um, where you get a taste and and it's like it's fun or it's just like it's like dessert and it's like why wouldn't you have dessert all the time if you wanted it and I don't know it just gives me I don't know I think the point the the reason that humans here are, are here on earth is to learn and experience and even to have relationships with other humans to like explore the universes within every human because no human is the same I think that's incredible so to mm-hmm. travel and get different so many different degrees of that just like of humanity and of ways of life I just think that's insane I think that's like the best gift
0: so where has your worst travel experience been
1: I am like I'm really I'm like good like I haven't had a bad travel experience can you believe in 28 countries has any I mean Colombia having no hotel for a while sucked because I wasted some of the day the worst travel experience. I haven't even been like. Food sick. I don't know why I haven't had a bad experience. I think it's because by nature I'm kind of like. Okay. Careful and like neurotic. So I will. I have not had my sh- my shit robbed at a hostel. Because I'm crazy. And I'm like. Do you have lockers? Do you have like. I'm so. Yeah. I here. definitely checked. But yeah. I really can't. I'm good. Like. I have no idea.
0: So that's. part. Okay. So. When you travel, how detailed are you? Are you a lit? I see the face. (laughs) I see the face. Are you um, a list kind of girl? Like, do you have to have every day planned out? Or do you plan to have nothing to do? Or do you just kind of go and wing it? Have you ever done that? Just like show up someplace and just feel it out. Never show up, like not have a place booked and just I'm here. Let's do it.
1: The way my anxiety is set up, no. So, but that is actually one of my goals is that one day, oh, hi, Wani. Uh, is that Wani's mouth? No, it's not. Hi, Spotty. I like the name though. Um, so, um, that's one of my goals is one day to just have somehow pto for like five days like a week and then just arrive at the airport and book the cheapest flight because i've heard you don't have to pay the service fee because you're booking it, it there
0: it's t- like when you buy like three dollar flight tickets at the box office kind of thing
1: yeah so i've always wanted to do that but no the way my anxiety and really my pto is set up i have not but i would like to um how detailed am i so i actually have so for every trip i'll have like all right i have five days what are the things i can't miss like what oh Oh my God. My phone died.
0: I can still hear you. It's okay. It's okay. Fine.
1: Well, that's fine. Cause we're I still recording. Um, so um, I'll have five days. and I'll be like, okay, so what am I going to do? What are the things I can't miss? I'll have a list of that. And then I'll have a list of yeah, I restaurants. Do. I want to eat at cause I'm fat and I'll take that list. And then every day I'll, cause you don't know how the weather is. You can't predict everything every day. So I'll wake up and be like, okay, which things on this list do I want to hit today? And I'll choose like three of them and that'll be like my outline. So I'll have one thing in the morning, one thing in the afternoon, one thing in the evening. And then I'll go to that in between those. Someone's like, oh, you have to do this. Oh, you have to do this. So I'll fill in with like random stuff that people suggest to me or like people like DM me and like, oh my God, you have to do this. Um, I'll fill in with that or I'll just cancel the stuff that's on my list if I find something better. So I always have like a rough outline of, 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 but I wake up every day with... I, I wake up every day with a rough outline mm-hmm. and then it probably changes every day, but it makes me feel better to have like, okay, if everything fails, I can do these three things today and I won't just sit in my room and like waste Columbia.
0: Similar, but not exactly the same. I do certain days or certain trips. It depends on the trip because when I went to... What's up, If? When I went to... uh Cuba, I specifically planned like two, three days to do nothing. Uh Absolutely nothing. I basically just went to the beach every day. I went to the beach, got lost in the neighborhood I was staying at, walked around, just shit like that. And it was beautiful. But otherwise, like my trip coming up this weekend, um, I have like... I have it written down where it's like Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. And then I wrote down, like, I had all the experiences that I, because I love using Airbnb exper- uh, experiences. Yes, me too. Absolute fave. So I'll write down all the experiences that I want to do based on what days they're available. And then I'll yeah. look at it like, okay, so. This is only from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. So then I'll have all afternoon free if I want to do this one. Or this is only available on this day. So I have to do it this day. So I'll kind of loosely kind of plot out what is what. And it works out because there there are certain things that you only have a small window to accommodate for. So this way, once you figure that out, then you can kind of figure everything out the rest of the way. Like at this point, like I just booked my Airbnb like. I think Thursday night, I woke up at like 1 a.m. And I was just like, well, I might as well do it now. And so then I just like booked it in two hours later, I went back to sleep. And then I still have one more Airbnb to book and I have to um, book all the rest of my excursions. But I ended up only having one day to do um, a city tour that I wanted to do. So I did that. And then I've got the rest of the days kind of to, to play with. I'll only for the most part do one excursion for um the day and then ouch I keep bumping into shit I'll do one excursion for the day and then leave the rest of it open so that I can go to you know a different restaurant or a different shop or just walk around and then also I just like to kick back in the room like I'm a very simple person like I have no problem just sitting in the room or sitting out on the balcony and just kind of getting a feel for the area that I'm in or just walking around the neighborhood that I'm staying in and just seeing what all is going on. So So
1: in that way, I'm also a very unapologetically, like, I do what I want to do traveler. So if I have plans all that day, and I'm tired, I'll cancel all those plans. I don't give a damn if I'm supposed to go to Eiffel Tower. If I'm tired, like, I don't I hate to have a vacation and you don't, you come back exhausted. Yeah. What point you go over there and then you you're up for 24 hours. Like I'll sleep when I'm dead. You come back exhausted, trying to like live your life. I hate that. So I will rest. And also I love, I'll just like, I mean, you, you, the best way to learn about a culture is just to sit in the middle of it. So I'll love, I'll like sit in the middle of a park, eat food and be quiet and just like watch people Mm -hmm. watch. I love doing that.
0: So when when you book your um, travels and excursions, like what are some of the apps that you use? Because I know that I've met, I've mentioned before. I like uh, Google Flights. I use, um, I think it's SkipLagged or Skyscanner. I think it's Skyscanner. Mm-hmm. Um, Airbnb for housing and excursions. Um, and what was the other one? I like Expedia because points, points equal dollars, and I'm here for the dollars. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, like in my mind, they're typical, but I know that there are some people that are listening that I know I have a couple of friends who are like, I don't travel and I want to travel. And so it's like, they're always asking me like, well, how do you do this? How do you do that? And then a lot of times since we've done it, it just seems like, like obsolete in information that it's just like, oh, well, everybody knows. So like, other than like those, what other kinds of little, I don't want to say little, but like travel hacks do you have that you could give
1: uh for accommodations i do like to use airbnb like you said booking.com vrbo is like vacation rental something it's like a, it's like it's basically like an airbnb but no, less people use it um, and they usually have more like luxury properties which is fun um what else there's one i think it's called homestay.com where mm-hmm. you could stay with a local who lives there and they host people regularly and they're not going to kill you. It's like, yeah, you go to South Africa and it'll be someone who has like, uh, uh, they'll give you like tour advice and they'll give you like, uh, here's a little bit X, Y, Z about us and feed you dinner and stuff. So it's kind of like a, a more organized, uh, exchange, like stay with a local. Um, so that's for staying like accommodations for experiences uh airbnb experience i love groupon i love i'm like the groupon rating champ. yeah so i will champion groupon forever because you can travel with groupon not a lot of people know that um
0: you had a post about that i saw
1: yeah i definitely looked at it why don't you want and they they use local businesses so they'll for local businesses you get a cheap price and it's you and i've never had a problem with it and no one's ever had a problem with it in terms of safety or like validity so i'm like Mm y'all get um living social is just like groupon uh, experiences i love to use instagram actually to look at things i want to do so i'll look at if i'm going to uh, lisbon i'll look at like hashtag lisbon or hashtag visit lisbon Mm -hmm. and people will show up doing like certain things and i'll be like oh crap like this is what everyone does in Lisbon. Obviously, if you see 20 photos of it,
0: okay. Because that was going to ask you, like, how do you, like, sort through all of the shit? Because I've done that, and yeah. it's just, like, some of the most obscure shit. And I'm like, this has nothing to cool. do like, with it. No, I'm like, oh, nothing. my God. Some of it is just, like, off, off. Like, some people are just, like, really strange with their... And I'm just... Ugh.
1: You'll see, like, a dead cat when you see you Visit Lisbon. That's true, but... Usually on the top, like the top feature stuff, you'll see some. Okay, long, that makes sense. Top featured, really Doing some.
0: So, in terms of your travel, what has, so there is no worst experience. Perfect. This huh. is great. What has been like two parts the experience you think that you may have learned the most from, and then like your most enjoyable experience?
1: That's a good question. I'd say the memory that comes to mind of being like, wow, holy crap, like this is my life. Um, would be when I got on the plane to go to Dubai. So I had won this scholarship. It's like a DIY scholarship where they're like, you find the school, you find the accommodations, you find the flight, we're just giving you the money. So Oh maybe-
0: shit. What okay, it's so backtrack. What's what's that about?
1: Uh, So, it's called the Boren Scholarship, and it's for undergraduates and for graduate degree students.
0: Say that one more time Boren, like B O R N?
1: B O R E N.
0: Okay, Boren.
1: Yeah, the Boren. So, it's uh, similar to people if they look up scholarships, the Fulbright and the uh, Gilman Scholarship. I'm like a scholarship addict now. Um, But so, they'll just give you a chunk of money, like a huge chunk of money, and they'll be like, uh, here, all you have to do is find somewhere to learn a in need language so i learned arabic you can learn like farsi or chinese or japanese or tagalog or whatever um so i applied they said sure for some reason let me go to dubai i don't think anyone's ever been to dubai they usually go to super remote places mm. but i was like i want to go to dubai please they said sure so give me some money and then yeah i contacted the school i bought the flights i bought my accommodation and the next thing you know i'm like on the flight with two suitcases, moving to Dubai by myself, and I'm tw- I'm barely 21. I turned 21 I think three days before my flight. Wow! I was in DC partying. Like, bye guys, see you next
0: year. Like, see you in a year. Oh, it was a so, whole year that you go. Holy fuck! Two semesters. I literally was like, you got all that into two suitcases. Yikes! Um,
1: yeah, I bought a lot of stuff there, and then I had to. Uh, I gave a gave away a lot. Of, gave, gave away a lot of, um, but it was intense. It was like once you're on because it's a lot planning i was planning so much i applied for it a year before i left and then i was planning like oh i'm leaving like credits and stuff and then you're on the plane you're like i actually have to go Mm -hmm. so it was intense and that was the moment i was like damn bitch like pull it together like now you gotta live it like walk it like you talk it like let's go so i was like damn i knew really nothing about dubai even except for what the travel bloggers show you which is usually Mm -hmm. like a blonde girl with a shawarma in, exactly. in the al Arab. I'm like, is that what it's all like?
0: With the falcon um, on the arm thing. Caca, exactly. Like, a falcon.
1: I'm like, where are you guys are uh, falcon from? But i and I've never been so pleasantly surprised by a place. And it's so funny because I would heard so many people hate Dubai. They're like, it's like Vegas. It's so, there's no culture. That's it's what. shallow. Yeah. That's what everyone says. And I was like, okay, well, you know, at least I'll get a good picture out of it for a year. But it, no, it was it was beautiful. It was the best mix of cultures that I ever could have seen. And like when you see mix of cultures in Europe, it's like a British girl and like a German girl and like a Spanish girl. And they're all mm. kind of white. But this was like, mm, Filipino, let's get uh Gan- Ghan uh Kenyan, like I have every every type of color was in Dubai it was
0: wow Dubai. now was that do you think because now did you stay like on a campus or were you like near a cop like a school or like how did you learn the language it was at a school well I would assume it would be at an accredited institution or else why else would they <laughs> give you the money because
1: right I did I learned in school and it's so funny um I went to the American University in Dubai so I thought it would be, I mean, it, the majority of people were Arab in some form, like Saudi or Emirati or something. Um, but uh, my teacher was from DC. I'm like, oh, sweet. Girl, what? How'd yeah, you like, end up here? Okay. <laughs> so she spoke English, which was nice. Um, and everyone And she lied. was teaching Arabic? Sorry.
0: And she was the one teaching Arabic?
1: Yeah, she was a Chinese American lady teaching Arabic, and her Arabic was like fluent. Guys, sis? Fluent. I was, right like
0: with that hash shit.
1: Yep, she was living it. So yeah, it was cool. So I learned in the classroom. Um, It is more difficult because it's such an international place. Um, Everyone speaks English. So everyone also speaks Arabic, though. People think that people in Dubai don't speak Arabic. I'm like, actually, they do. They just speak a lot of things. So people would see me and be like, oh, hey, I'm like, no, speak to me in Arabic. Like, I'm like, so I have to tell them. But eventually my friends caught on, and they would be like, 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 all stuff, so
0: nice. Okay. Cool. So did you have to do anything else to stay matriculated or was it strictly language while you were there?
1: No, I did do other because I wanted to graduate on time. I didn't want to come back and spend another year in college. Oh, so, so this was I, still
0: part of your undergrad. Yes, this was part Got of my it. undergrad. I, this was Got supposed it.
1: to be my last semester but so i had two semesters this is of my second my last semester um so i was taking engineering classes and it's so funny that being a math major studying abroad is probably the hardest major to ever study abroad with because i don't know why some countries just don't have math classes it, or engineering classes it was insane really looking for a school this was the only school i could have gone to because it was the only school with a math class higher than calculus I was like, damn, which like, seems
0: so strange because I feel like when people come from other countries, it's like they excel in mathematics and sciences, like STEM. Is usually STEM, like, STEM. exactly. Classes,
1: right? No, I was like, I'm struggling, but maybe that was just Dubai because I think if I went to China okay. or J- Japan or like maybe a more technological. I mean, you know, J- Dubai has nice, fancy technology though. I'm like, where are the math classes? But anyway, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: that is so cool. Okay, so you found this scholarship and now you're saying that you really love scholarships like where would you suggest people you know tap into places to find out about scholarships
1: wow i'm so glad you asked i actually have a <laughs> i have a lot of posts about study abroad scholarships specifically on Packsite.com. so if you go there and just search scholarships you'll find maybe like six or seven articles mm-hmm. um i do have a website in the works called scholarship sense And it's a website with, it's going to be full of more scholarships, but it'll also be promoting my book that I have in the works about scholarships. It'll be called Scholarship Sense. And it's basically every trick I know to win scholarships and how, because I've won $70,000 in scholarships for my undergrad, study abroad and not. Wow. Um, And I just think it's kind of an art in knowing what the requirements are and where you put the most effort, whether it's like letter of recommendation or the application or uh, like the essay. So I just right. think there's a formula that I can help share. Okay. Um, but also I kind of like breaking the myths on scholarships because there are so many people who think uh, I didn't go to college. I can't find any. Well, there's scholarships for people not in college. There's scholarships for elementary schoolers. There, are like, they, you can save till you go to college. Like there's so many opportunities out there. I just want oh, people. That's to That's so aware.
0: interesting yeah those two in general like because those are the two i mean when you think of scholarship the last thing you're thinking about is elementary students or people not in fucking school those are right. at least the first two people i would think of not needing scholarships but
1: that's why there's so little competition i'm like y'all start as the earlier you start the less the competition the more likely you're gonna win and rack them up like
0: right and then you just start asking us- questions you're winning a scholarship in fifth grade. If they give you the money, then all you have to do is put it in a like in a in the yielding the- account, and you'll
1: and you know add uh, dividends too. Then you can invest that. Oh, I'm like, I have the.
0: I'm like, please, I have the formula. It's like, ask me, ask me, but pay me for the info. Yes, actually, the yes. That'd be great. There you go. So, <laughs> in terms of your travels. You'd mentioned when you went to Dubai, you'd basically um, just seen what like the travel bloggers, cause of course they don't look like either of us. No. What have, and for those, like we're not on live anymore, but for those who haven't visited Gabby's page yet, yet as in, you will, um, which is com or paxlight on the Instas. There you go. P-A-C-K-F. Like, thanks. And, um, I'd say you're rather you're racially ambiguous like yep. you could pass, you you're like you could be like the JLo where JLo could kind of play any kind of like not any but people kind of squint like she could mm-hmm. yeah. so what has your experience been like in terms of race abroad or ethnicity or just um representation abroad
1: it is a two-sided coin I've come to learn because Um, everywhere in the world kind of has their own version of generic light skin girl. So it's kind of nice that wherever I go, they're like, she could be XYZ, like ignore her. So it's kind of nice. Like even in the Republic of Georgia is probably the most remote place culturally that I've been. And that I was the only like, like remotely colored person within like 200 miles. So I definitely stood out there. That's probably where I felt the most. Like that I've stood out. but usually they have their own version of light skin. So people in Dubai thought, Oh, she's probably Moroccan or Egyptian or Mm -hmm. half, uh, African. Like, so like, ignore her. Like she's nothing special or in the U S like, I'm half Puerto, I'm Puerto Rican, I'm Dominican, I'm mixed. I like ignore her. So it's kind of, uh, that's kind of nice that I don't usually get, uh, like they're not like, Oh, there's a white girl. Let's harass her for like, like at markets or like, Mm -hmm uh i don't know i usually get passed over which is kind of nice um the other side of it is that <laughs> people who want to be racist shitheads are like oh she's probably egyptian let's harass her so uh, people go out of their way to be like yeah go back to go back to fucking yeah i've had that happen in where was i the netherlands i have someone like go back to uh the desert and like or like i'm basically a muslim floor and i was like like you know so you get both sides of being racially ambiguous and it mostly absolutely is a privilege especially being lighter skinned uh it's usually people are like oh my god your hair is so pretty your face is so pretty like yeah it does draw a lot of attention but usually it's not in a dangerous way it's in a way that benefits me so it's definitely a privileged thing
0: okay i'm always curious to ask people how like what their experience is in In themselves, when they go other people, because you have a represent you not a represent you have a um a I don't say vision yeah like you view yourself the way you view yourself whether it be um negatively positively indifferent in between whatever it is but then you are now coloring the way other people or. You're going to see the world as not how they see you, but it's how you perceive them to see you. If that's I feel I'm feeling like it's not coming out like the way I want it to. It's kind of one of those things where if I phrase something to you, like if I say something to it to you, you're going to receive it based on how your day went, for example. Yeah. It's kind of like you the message is like some. Ugh, fuck me. This is like, it's this another reason why I do a lot of things by myself because I don't have to explain what's in my mind. Like, it makes perfect sense in my mind, but it's like words, say it out. And it's like I'm a podcaster, so it shouldn't be this difficult at this point. What episode is this? 30-something? Freaking Christ. So, it's one of those things where You can't really take things personal because if someone greets you with an attitude or if someone takes something personal, it's like, well, that has nothing to do with me. That all has to do with you. Yeah. So when you travel, you have your own acceptance of self. But then when you go out, I often wonder if people ever feel like they're able to radiate that acceptance and people just accept them in because then you have there's some people that are just warm friendly people and then it's just like they have that question face where people will just walk up to them and feel comfortable talking to them and asking them questions. And yeah. then you have some people that are some kind that I feel like sometimes just emanate that insecurity. And it's just like they project that. And because they project that, that's what people seem that that's what they're noticing, that people are you know reacting different ways to them. But it's like that's what they're picking up on. It's like when you buy a red sports car, you see a million red sports car. But that's because that's where your attention is. And it's yeah. not that people always receive negativity from others because they're projecting that, but I just kind of wonder I know how I live my life as I am. I can't be anything other than a brown skinned girl with no hair. So <laughs> I wonder okay. how other people experience themselves when they travel. So I talked in a large circle just to get to that point.
1: But no but, and I think that's important. It's called uh I don't know why my high school anthropology class just came to my head, but cultural relativism the okay, when see. people perceive things the way they are the culture that they're in it's the conditioning that they've had growing up it's the like societal pressures that they've had on themselves and then that's how they that's the c- colored glasses they have on the world so when they see you they see you through those glasses and it's very important i think to not take things personally abroad or not to use your own glasses and assume they have the same color glasses as you abroad so you can't take all of our like U.S. problems or U.S. assumptions that are like, yeah, everyone says what's up, and I go over there and I say what's up, and in their language it means like fuck you, bitch. Like, right? You have to. I mean, and it, you know, people make mistakes. People do things, but you just have to be able to see things through their perspective because you're in their country and then you're in their you're in their house. Like, you're not allowed to br- you're not allowed to like bring your muddy shoes into other people's house. Like mm-hmm. that. In terms of travel, is very important to me. And then, just like you said, um, I. You know, honestly, at home, I kind of have a. Because I don't have anyone to impress here. I don't know. Maybe I'm just like jaded here, but I just don't care. So I'll maybe have like a resting bitch face at home mm-hmm. because who am I trying Who am I trying to talk to? If I'm in a, a networking environment. Yeah, I turn like I turn the face on like, hi, how are you? And I try to. And I think right. it is like you said, you can physically choose to open that up. Um, so I do use that abroad, especially as a woman traveling. I do have like the bitch face. Where I traveled, I'm like, don't talk to me. This is your sign. I'm not trying to make friends at this coffee shop right now. Same as coffee shop. If I really want to make mm-hmm. friends, turn it out and just be like, hi, like glance over, yeah. say hi, smile. And it is those like minute behavioral things that people pick up on. And that's like a science. It's, it, I love psychology. That's like my third passion, like right behind travel and scholarships is psychology. I read so many books on it. And I'm like, I love, like, why do people do the things they do?
0: Yeah. One of my um coworkers was telling me about um his son is doing like this really incredible um double major at some I think he's at an Ivy League as well. And he's basically studying like fuck, well, it was like the psychology of something and it was just two things that you don't think go together it was I don't remember what it was he was saying but when he said it I was just like holy fuck that seems so fucking cool like that's a genius idea like I think it was like the psychology of like why people like art or the psychology of like um the psychology of something subjective essentially it was just like what goes behind some people really liking some things and then really just like hating some things it was something just like great and I was just like I fucking want to meet your son now. Like, I want to talk to the kid. Like, this this seems yeah, like they could be a great son. conversation. Yeah. But that's another reason why I think that it's really important for uh, people of color to travel because it just shows a representation across the diaspora. You know what I mean? It just... The way you were saying you can't use, like, your rose-colored glasses to kind of gauge why or how someone is responding a different way is kind of... It's good and it's bad because, sadly, a lot of other cultures and a lot of other locations only have what the media presents. Yeah. Especially for black women. It's like there's maybe characters and and then it's just and then also it's you never know what they have access to. So are there positive examples? A fucking course. Are there negative examples? Of fucking course. But the catch is, it's just like, you never know what someone else's perception is. And then they've got their own cultural things. Like, colorism is a thing basically everywhere. Yeah, and then absolutely. adding to that, just like, okay, so now you're wondering, are you judging me a certain way because I'm American? Are you judging me a certain way because I'm a woman? This could have absolutely nothing to do with my race. You could just have an issue with Americans. You could have an issue with women. So it's like traveling as a black American woman. Uh, yep. um,
1: Solo. Like, right. Like, it's like like curly hair, like add to it. Like what they else? They're
0: always like those little like, oohs. Oh, I don't know which one to kinda like, like what have
1: I offended you about. Sorry. Yeah, I was
0: like which pick one. There's a list, <laughs> not sure which it was, but ah, we're gonna just try with a smile and see how far that takes me. So yeah. it's oh, man. It, it sucks to have that responsibility, but
1: I think we do as travelers, like you get to be the one that represents black people to so this person right now. And if they've never met a black person, which has happened, mm-hmm. you are their idea. So if you've had a bad day, it's it's like I mean, there will be people who say, that's not my job. Like, I'm, I don't have right. to represent. I'm not representing my entire community. I take that on as my job because I don't want the next black girl to get harassed just because I had a bad day and I told them to go fuck themselves. Like, I take it as my responsibility. If someone is like, oh, I've never met someone from the U.S. before. That's my cue to be like, Hi, like, I, I, I like to have amazing. a good first impression because I'm re- I am representing all the black girls out there because I don't want them to. I don't want to go viral on Twitter because someone took a video of me like flicking them off and like being a dickhead in right. Serbia. And then now I'm the representation for all black girls in America. Like,
0: cause of course that's what would get the attention as opposed to when you're playing kickball with someone's kid. Day. And Never yeah, did you know, you no. save the cat, the village is happy and you know, th- but nope, right next door. It just was a, you know, a really bad angle. And it looked like you were cursing out the you know, town was, magistrate. Era. So it was, yep. it was a shit show. People love that. So Overall, what is something about travel you think that you would like to uh impart on the audience? Like what's a? Uh this is why okay, I like Yeah, because like, yes. so yeah, you travel. can see me now. So it's just like <laughs> I tend to do like a lot of nonverbals what is like um yes, like your tra- what's your travel motto like what is your takeaway for travel or like the travel quote if you will or the travel sentiment that you would want to leave for others
1: okay so um it comes in two parts the first part is my travel motto really is uh she packs light and spreads light and that's pretty simple oh, i love I- that You know, I pack light. First of all, I'm poor, Uh, but also it's supposed to represent that you don't need a lot of material things in life and you don't need a lot of things to be happy. Mm -hmm. So pack light, like carry what you need and prioritize what you need. And then spread light is, you know, spread positivity, spread education, spread the message. Um, that's what I want to do with my platform is Pack Light and Spread Light. And the three things that people always ask me, if you could say your blog in three words, what would you say? Um, and Pack Light is two. So I would say travel, risks, and relationships. So mm-hmm. travel, learning new things, education, trying things you never tried before, risks, getting out of your comfort zone, I think is the only way we grow
0: right.
1: as humans, doing anything. It doesn't matter if you're traveling or not. And relationships, I think, like I said earlier, human connection is why we're here on the planet so new relationships new people and like that's how you grow as a person
0: thank you so much i appreciate you so much for coming on the podcast um your light was definitely felt and um, i hope that you um travel safely on your next trips and thank maybe you, much I want
1: to find will... out. Can you tell me afterwards where you're going? Oh, of course.
0: Like, as <laughs> we finish, finished, I'm going to tell you because I have other questions. <laughs> All right. And thank you so much.
1: Thank you. Finally, thanks.
0: I know. <laughs> All right, guys. So, guys, thanks for fucking with the kid. Um, make sure to follow Gabby at uh, Paxlight on IG. Uh, I'm going to have her uh, links in the description of the episode, of course. Um. Thank you, guys. For those of you that have uh been sending me questions, keep sending uh questions. You can either email me, you could DM me, or whatever. And at some point, I'll do another episode answering some more questions for you. Um, if you want to DM me, it's underscore d carry the letter d c a r r i e or travel and shit t r a v e l. Um. Uh, How did I just blank? Fuck. T-R-A-V-E-L, the letter N, (laughs) and then shit, S-H-I-T, and then underscore at the end. So um, follow us both on Instagrams. um, Holler at Gabby's uh, website. And I feel like there was something else. Oh, I've got something. Oh, bet. Boom. All All right. So check it out. It's a plan. And I'm still working out the details, guys. But... I'm leaving Saturday, all right? And I'm really gung-ho about this. So y'all remember, um, choose your own adventure books. I'm bringing it to the travel guys. I want you to be a part of my travel. Okay? So what I'm going to do, the kids is doing right. I'm going to have you choosing certain. Um, I'm looking for the words with my hands, like I'm talking with my hands and you I know, it's not that I forget that you guys can't see me. It's just that this is just how my operand, mo, what is it? operandi motorist, motorist operandi, you know, this is how I operate. OK. I basically want you guys to make certain decisions for me so that, you know how a lot of y'all keep saying like, oh, I'm traveling vicariously through you. Have a good time. Oh, my God. I wish I could be there. Jealous. Hoo hoo hoo. No, you don't have to be jealous because you, too, can go with where, what you have. But this trip in particular, I am inviting you guys to travel with me, if you will, by making certain decisions and helping me um, kind of choose an adventure. So. Make sure that you're following me on the Instagrams. There's even an option somehow for you to turn on notifications. One, I mean, figure that out. I'm sure it's a thing or whatever. This way you could get uh, notifications for it so that when I post that cue for you to be like, hey girl, you should do X as opposed to Z. I kind of want you to either choose what you would do or choose what you want me to do. So... Stay tuned. It's going to work. I know it is because I'm putting that positive energy out there. I'm saying it's going to work and it's going to work. Will it be seamless? I don't fucking know. But it's going to work. I'm going to have a good time. Y'all going to have a good time with me. So that's coming up this weekend. So this is going to go live on Thursday. Stay tuned. Make sure you are following on Instagram if you aren't already. And we will be having the the adventure fucking together. Choose your own adventure. It's going to be bomb. Travel and shit. Boom. 2019. Bam, bam,
1: bam.